Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Ava and Lilith, the Monsters of Men. I am your host, DC. And today on our very special holiday episode, which is late, don't don't tell me, I know it's late already. Uh, we have two very special guests, friends of the podcast, who I'm going to let introduce themselves. So whichever one of you wants to take it first, take it away. Hi, uh, my name is Selena. Hello, Selena. You have you have returned to the podcast once again. Yes, after my victory in our EOE versus uh, TV ending debate, <laughs> of course. Victory. Yep. I never declared a winner, and yet. <laughs> oh, it was pretty. T- it was pretty even. And speaking of even, batting for the other team, who else is here? Hi, I'm Alex, better known as Maslow, and uh, yeah, I'm back because we can't let, you know, I have to still have to root for my side of that debate. It's still (laughs) going on. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. As a hardcore Ava-centrist, why not both? (laughs) (laughs) Fence-sitter. Yo, okay, I love both equally and for different reasons. I do do too. That's all I'm going to say about that. I'm just moving. (laughs) I'm all kidding. I love both. I'm just I just have to pick on Alex. No, no. It's all good. <laughs> all right. I know why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So actually you're both here because I wanted to take a very easy, smooth holiday break. And we were discussing that one of the fun things that we could do for this episode was basically trash talking one of the many 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 light novels that the neon genesis evangelion franchise has is that correct yes <laughs> it was so apprehensive yes unfortunately too many ah it's only five ins- volumes it's insane the amount of stuff ava has generated because you know there's a lot of people that complain about the rebuilds and you know why not if you're gonna complain complain about things but it is fascinating to me the amount of stuff tied to the evangelion franchise yeah i mean even just like the like all the weird like like the video games and all the weird like high school like alternate universe things yeah it's very bizarre it's like it opened itself up to its own ao3 world (laughs) right like okay alternative alternative universe high school setting (laughs) Okay. We'll eventually talk about that. <laughs> what are we talking about today, Alex? Right now, we're talking about the uh, almost the opposite end of that. It's the Neon Genesis Evangelion anima light novel, which, oh boy. Okay, all I know about the light novel is that Asuka's design is very slightly different. They're all older, I think. And yes. it her... takes place three years after yeah. the, after the TV show. And her Ava has boobs. That's all I know about the anima. That is, that is yep. all the research I cared to do. <laughs> you technically did about as much research as everyone else. Uh, so, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean the authors too. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to ask, first things first. Do we know why it's called anima? Honestly, I was mostly just trying to just, like, just read the thing. I forgot why they called it Anima. If Selena remembers, like, that's the one thing I can't remember. <laughs> I forgot to look up. I was just curious because, you know, my stupid monkey brain is like, Anima? 
sounds like anime. <laughs> but, you know. Technically, I knew I had my little tab open here for a reason. Now, we're, now it's coming back to me. Technically, it's it means like the soul, especially the irrational part of the soul as distinguished from the rational mind, contrasted with animus. Yes, that is a dictionary definition. Yes, it's because sele means soul. You have anima now. You have... okay. Okay, I feel like I'm getting where they're going with this because, like, animism, right, is, like, the belief that, like, inanimate objects have, like, souls and stuff. So I feel yep. like I know where they're going with this. Yeah, also, the soul, like, as a concept does actually come up, technically speaking, in this light novel. It's just, like, and I'll go into more detail as we kind of go along, but uh, those, like, once we kind of go through it, but yeah. So yeah, basically we'll we'll kind of go in more into detail, but yeah, it's the whole soul thing. It's well, I guess. So how do you guys want? It's like, is there anything you guys want to start before I just kind of divulge the information? Or what? okay, okay, okay. So what would you say is the main plot in Anima? Well, if if I can it can be called that <laughs> for Volume One, because it's like I'm not because like the other volumes I haven't read through yet fully but like volume one and some of volume two most of it is we're starting this show all over again folks it's basically just an excuse to redo the anime but uh just kind of introduce new concepts they're kind of like a lot of it is introducing new ideas but the thing that like the funny thing is is that a lot of it is is like yeah it, like it's almost like an excuse why we can do this all over again because some of the enemies that they're fighting are literally the decayed corpse of the mass production avas what? that are now carrying little mini versions or embryonic versions of the original angels so like they'll what? Fight, like, <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh it gets weird but basically imagine if you will a mass-produced ava some of them are most of them are always like have some damage to them have like been repaired or regrown in a weird way and then imagine that like instead of having the normal ava looking chest plate it looks like it has just like a, a sack so, like i like as they kind of like they describe in different ways but basically it's like it's carrying something in its chest and it's as like and it can do some stuff well turns out that what it's carrying is kind of a mini versions of the angels that that has been in the show like the first one was our first angel that we ever saw in the show just kind of a little mini version of it popped out like but it was still barely formed so it was still kind of stuck to the mass-produced angel and naturally you know Genji had a very good oh what's going on moment which i kind of felt do you think um these light novels or just other ava stuff in general from the franchise does it usually delve into the horror slash kind of like craftian sense that the angels and the avas create or is this just an anima specific thing because it sounds very uncanny yeah, this is anima specific, but I, I'm glad you mentioned Lovecrafting because I do want to touch up on something. While I'm describing this, it does sound very, it's going to sound creepy, it's going to sound fairly Lovecraftian. The main thing I need to point out, though, is that it's as creepy as it sounds with me describing it. Because it's very surface level. So because the creepiness, believe it or not, isn't the focus of the story. If I had, at least in my personal opinion, the focus of the story is the technobabble. Oh, so we that's a choice. 
Yeah, no, but it it does make sense. This the this is sci-fi and this uh, kind of stuff. And it's like I, this probably isn't the best example, but it's the one that just key, every time I try to think of an example, it's the one I always go back to. It's like a Tom Clancy novel, old school Tom Clancy novels, where besides being very outlandish, don't let anyone say they were like oh super <laughs> you know in depth. He knew he like he knew stuff from the inside. He didn't. Uh, it was like, but, and that's a rant for some other time. But point is, his stuff was very technically detailed. Like he took a lot of time in between stuff happening to describe the inner workings of components or things, usually guns, because, you know, well, that's course. what you're thinking. Yeah, but that's what his audience was here for. It was to see how the toy worked. And in a sense, that's what they're doing with the S2 engines. There's a lot of focus on the theoretical stuff. Heck, it even bothers to try and explain uh, brain cosmology, not B-R-A-I-N, but B-R-A-N-E, as in like membrane, which is what it's Oh my God. Don't think it's going too great with it. It's going (laughs) surface level. And like the fact of the matter is that like in between things happening, whenever it explores a new concept it will take time to just explain that concept first like almost like a pause and if you're like you're used to action movies and stuff it does seem a little jarring so what you're telling me is that anima primarily focuses a lot on the you know like the sci-fi mumbo jumbo techno babble yeah, and, but it's, it's also trying to kind of how it relates to, like, it's still trying to be an Ava thing. That's mm-hmm. why the characters are still there. There's, like, technically none of the characters have died. In fact, there's almost a, I think, very appropriate analogy is in, like, what happened, like, after, uh, you know, the whole instrumentality ritual that we saw in EOE got halted. Yeah. Apparently in where Lilith was, there's now just, like, a black sphere where time and stuff just it's stopped light can't get through and everyone believes that gendo and ritsuko are and so a lot of the and they mentioned the uh japanese self-defense force soldiers that were killing everybody they're all the ones that were in there are all just frozen in time and part of me feels like that's almost a great analogy to kind of do this like we're redoing the thing but we're not we're not doing it fanfic style where we're just retelling it with the same story, doing stuff. We've just said, oh, we've jumped three years and uh, the characters are slightly different, but we're going to basically rehash the fights for now. Volume The next volume is bothered to expand on it, but a lot of it's still just, it's the same stuff that we've seen. Volume one is like the most action-packed it like, was really one of the most action-packed volumes as you get, at least from my memory. Obviously, I might change that as I go back and read the volumes again. But at, I remember volume one being the most exciting. Then they just kind of go, like, they just start getting a little too pretentious and full of themselves. They're like, oh, look, we're really exploring all the weird concepts we can do with sci-fi. It's like, yeah, you're doing it, but you're also not it's kind of like how every sci-fi show tends to have like a high concept and then tries to shoehorn it in but like it's there but it's usually just a MacGuffin to be like look at this cool thing <laughs> that's such an odd way to take something like this because essentially from what i'm understanding it's a fanfic-esque right 
yeah. light novel a- set in the future, which is a continuation of the original stuff, but also repeating the same stuff. That is such an odd way to continue something that is licensed, right? Because this is licensed. Yeah, and and like and that's kind of my point. Like volume one is like it's an intro, and I'm like, and that's kind of why there's a lot of the familiar minus with some of the changes. And like some of them are genuinely kind of was like are genuinely kind of interesting. They talk about uh in like halfway through the store, and I guess spoilers ahead because you know we're 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 reading this that way you and that way y'all know what's going on. Yeah, Shinji once again gets absorbed by the Ava because of course. And this time the Ava, like, it's described that it got hit and then like all of its organs and stuff in bone are just start becoming fused together. And then its S2 engine basically threatens to possibly going to start having a meltdown and disappearing. Like it's collapsing in on itself. Jesus. And, you know, they use a giant mirror. We'll get to the mirror. And to kind of make it so that way it's not shooting out every type of particle like that it can at everybody and, you know, causing the place to become a radiated wasteland. And eventually after kind of getting stabilized and Shinji coming out to save the day again, to save Asuka, because of course. Mm. um, As you do. Basically him and the Ava are one thing now. Like, so that means he, like, even when he exits, he's still synchronized with the, um, with the Ava and he literally doesn't even have a heart anymore like there's just what? a black void yeah he doesn't have a heart but his his body still functions normally it's a the Ava has literally has his heart as it's described and uh he kind of doesn't take that well and the Ava starts going a little berserk I uh Ray is back though this is Ray three and there's there's technically three more Rays we'll get to that uh <laughs> And so, yeah, he kind of cal- starts to calm down. It's like, okay, so me and the Ava can now do MacGuffins whenever we like or whenever the plot likes. Because, of course, first thing he did when he woke up was beat up another angel thing while being quasi-berserk and not even realizing time had passed since his fight with the rogue Ray. We'll get to that. And so, I don't even know yeah. where to start with all of this. I don't either, and I can't. I, a part of me wants to start at the beginning, but God knows that's okay, okay. kind of hard. How about we do this? How about I, we do this? And tell me, I Selena. To, I want to know. I want to know. I have to say two things <laughs> that one I like about the series, and one I think you maybe will like. So the first one I like is the Evangelions. They get humongous swords. Oh, that's fucking rad! Katanas, um, and then that's like probably the only good. Um, contribution this series has but the second one uh is kaji is still alive he's actually <sighs> kidnapped instead of shot <gasps> my man i'll save him i'll save him me i'll be the hero of this light there's novel. an asterisk to that no <laughs> okay how about this how about instead of going it plot through plot because i feel like it's gonna be a lot if we do it that way how about we go through characters and you guys can kind of tell me whether they did something good with these characters or whether they, you know, didn't do the good thing. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm ha- I have the feeling that it's, it, it leans more towards the latter than the former. But I want to hear it from you guys. So let's start with Shinji, since Alex already mentioned him. So cool, cool. This Shinji doesn't have a heart. How does that work? <laughs> he also has a ponytail now. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I, what I what I gathered. <laughs> yeah, he's a kaji. Um, what I gathered, I feel like is, I feel like at least in the first volume, there was a sense of trying to make these characters more mature. Like Shinji's older; he's the leader. Asuka, like she, isn't as like mean and stuff. Like they're more friendly, mm-hmm. but it definitely it definitely doesn't stick with that i feel really yeah it just like they technically are but it's sort of it's very weird because obviously it takes place three years after so like i feel like it's just it almost skips over like everyone's development because you know at the end of the tv show or at least right before eoe or or episodes 25 and 26 like everyone's like really broken so like just to like jump to that is really weird so it's like they got development, but we never see it like on paper. Yes. That's a choice. I should mention that, like, I know I said, like, to go, go back to a little bit of the beginning of my rant was like how it says it's focusing a lot on the techno babble. That's kind of even true, even with the supposed main character, like, who, who is Shinji? And, like, I know Masato's, Masato, luckily, like, in the first volume at least, is still very present like they're not really there you could have caught you could have just said this guy's name is sean and i would probably just be this feel the same about him <laughs> like it's it's Cause, shinji because he's yeah. not our shinji right yeah but it's also like he's he's a, he's a vector for the plot i think it's called like the harry like if i remember my tropes correctly like called the harry potter effect where shinji doesn't actually in the least again just in the first volume he doesn't quite always like initiate things the plot happens to him and then he's just like okay what's going on so how how do we how does how does he handle not having a heart uh it's over with in like in a in half a chapter okay so he doesn't have to handle it for too long no yeah and like yeah he's kind of like well this is a weird and rightfully so and he's kind of upset and like he does have like a few lines of being upset and that's what causes the Ava to initially go berserk because as Ray 3 explains Can I interrupt for a second? Ray yeah. 3 is called uh, No Trios. So what? that's no. fun. And then No Court? I think this is what it's saying. No Corte. Corte. Yeah. And maybe, is it being Spanish? I don't it's know. Span- yeah, I'm, uh, actually, let's it's ask simil- it, It's similar, yeah. but like in Spanish we say cuatro. Yeah, that's why that's, that's why I was it. like that's yeah, why I was being that. weird. That's insane. Yeah, cool. So yeah, they it, have, yeah, they have weird, they have weird names for her. <laughs> but yeah, there's, but they're all actually, yeah, there's like technically four rays actively present, and I should mention that Ray, the third Ray, I'm, I'm gonna forget how to say their all their names, but yeah, the Ray number three, she's technically the primary Ray, and again, that's a whole another thing we'll talk with her with on the when we get to Ray, but. She does explain to Shinji that, look, this isn't like the Ava's not just an extension of you anymore. It's not just a machine, even. That's actually you, you. There is another you living at the same time. And, you know, in you wanting and him wanting the this whole thing to just, you know, stop and go away is almost like you're it starts almost quasi willing unit one out of existence and obviously the other him it does not take too kindly to that it's so odd that they decided to do this concept of you know the other you the perceived you 
which is something that we actually touch on on episodes 25 and 26, the way other people always have different perceptions of you and how other yous exist in other people's minds. And instead of leaving it like in the psychological realm per se, Anima seems to be trying to do it, integrating it with the techno babble. Yeah, and, and the reason that the that that's the case is because, like, for if the readers would know, it's because Yui isn't there anymore. So now the Shit. now now the Ava's kind of like, well, I need a thing inside, you know, the thing to be me, and it kind of just took Shinji and just uh, split him down the middle. Well, there you go. Wow. Uh. But yeah, like, but my again, like a lot of this sounds great in as i'm describing it but we this was half a chapter and he got over it like just kind of makes him do a little mantra being like oh look you know the ava's me and i'm the ava and then there's another fight starts and that's it like i said like it's a cool concept but they just skim over it and that's unfortunately a habit through that you're gonna that i'm gonna have to preface with everyone when i'm talking about the characters at least in volume one so far it, a lot of this stuff i'm talking about it gets about almost as much attention as like, a, like as time on it as it is for me to summarize it that's so. insane because i just looked it up and it's six volumes long mm-hmm. and i feel like how you described it makes me think that this concept alone needs at least at least two volumes to go through completely to have satisfying character arcs and satisfying breakthroughs and you know establishing a plot the characters etc plot is just the old plot at the end of the day at least it so is really far. recycled huh yeah at least i know celine did like the uh meta research so i will leave that to to her to double tell me i've been just uh reading through volume one so wait what do you want me to tell you i was like oh <laughs> sorry like i know you're doing the overarching research i was just and i was uh or at least like you know i think you, you said you're you're just doing some uh some quick research on the the thing as a whole so okay, i was just concerned so- like what's the plot <laughs> the overall plot the overall plot from what i can tell is just recycled stuff from the original series the characters are the same but they are also not the same that's always fun i have to ask what's the deal with the four five six rays going on why does ray never get a break i mean it, you know, that's just because of the ava series but <laughs> i don't want to hog up all the as like all the fun selena you want to take this one or do you want me to keep going um if you i don't know that that question to that answer so if you can keep going. Oh, yeah. All right. So uh, this, luckily, this was one of the first things described in the like first thing that you kind of get introduced to in the volume one. So Masada put a space uh, kind of a doom laser in space. That Of course. Her, <laughs> I mean, go her. Yeah, you yeah. know, moment there. But it's piloted technically by three Ray clones who are who don't have a soul. Where did they now, get those clones the, from? Uh, just the tanks, I guess. Did Mitsuko destroy no, the tanks? Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's right. They uh, just basically said, yeah, they're re-cloned Ray. That's okay, cool. All Super ethical. No, yeah, no. It's yeah, <laughs> it's it's either spares. Like, they really just say, look, they're, they're clones. They haven't gone into real depth as to where they got them from. Okay. But really, okay. it's just you know other clones and they don't have a soul and most of the time they're just asleep ray you know the trios which she hasn't really been called yet she's yeah like she is just like ray trios right now or ray three and she's kind of the one who normally walks around as you know being ray going to school and has a soul 
and when it and if there's ever a need to fight she kind of transfers her soul to one of the three clones and then lets them kind of go along otherwise they're almost organic computers so <laughs> so yeah you know that and obviously all of the uh most of the countries are kind of like why is there a dune laser in our in <laughs> orbit and masada just i guess just shrugged and said hey you know angels yes, let's and uh everyone kind of just went with it but not really bossing a little bit too close to the sun there yeah and luckily like i i do appreciate that look it is mentioned multiple times that this isn't exactly a a very easy alliance that she's made she's kind of almost like constantly trying to be uh, trying to deal with a honest to god understandable skepticism Mm -hmm. it's like and so because yeah three powerful avas in orbit some of them would some of them like a lot of them have s2 engines which are you know that's what allows angels to do their thing and then you have the unit one and unit two which doesn't have a s2 engine and it's like yeah so she has effectively six avas three of which can just be dropped into anywhere on the planet within like 10 minutes (laughs) or shoot or at least sorry no shoot something from orbit within like 10 minutes if not just go down there within like you know another 10 so that's nothing to blink at and it is glossed over but at least it's acknowledged okay so now that we're in this part i i gotta ask even though i'm doing it apprehensively what's uh what's going on with misato in anima uh, well, volume one, she's just doing what she always does, and she's kind of the one who's moving, actually moving the plot along. She doesn't get nearly as much screen time for it, but, you know, thus is. All right. Do they ruin her character? Like, at some point during the entire thing? For volume one, I can only, I, like like I said, I'm, like I've read volume one, obviously, you know, I'll try to start reading more of them at a better pace, and we can kind of talk about them right now. She doesn't really have a character. Like, she's there. You know it's Masato, but you don't see Masato. Mostly because there's so not never any... disappointing. Yeah. yeah, it is. Like, yeah, she's there and she's, you know, like, she's being nice, but you could have just, again, you could have replaced her with someone, or someone else and just had it slightly... And you probably wouldn't have noticed the difference. She's just there to be like, there's a thing going on. Quickly, nerve, do the thing that I tell you to do, and then we can do the thing. And yeah, she's like, she, she's like a mouthpiece for nerve. Baron and I'm a mouthpiece, just like she she's more like I think the, the like the vector for the author to be like, look, they're reacting to things happening. God knows, I need to talk about the pacing of this eventually, but yeah. Oof. Okay. So this one I ask truly with fear in my eyes. You can't you guys can't see me, but there is fear in my eyes. <laughs> what do they do to Asuka? Well, she's sexually oh, confident. Have you seen the uh the art? I have. That's why I okay. ask. <laughs> okay, yeah. Cuz she does fuse with her Ava and yes, it becomes like Yasugeleon. It's she has yeah it has boobs and everything it's very strange. Is and that why Ava has boobs? Yeah. Yes. Oh no, they talk about that as well in the very beginning because of course they do. So apparently, as the longer you're in the Ava, the more it the more it starts to resemble how you think of yourself. And I guess 
Asuka really thinks of herself as uh, with her boobs. So there you go. And that's one of the first things that's commented on about her in the very beginning of this, uh, like of this manga. Other than that, she's just uh, pilot number two. I seeing the artwork. If you know what Darling in the Frank is, that's what Asuka looks like. She looks like Zero Two. She, her her plug suit is now it has heels <laughs> for some reason. So it's very uh oh my god, I'm looking at it right now. Her hair yeah, is shorter, terrible. she terrible. has heels. Wait, 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 where was that comment? Where is that comment? I need uh, to find that. Uh, I'll send I'll send it to you in the Twitter chat. Cause uh ugh. this is uh this is a design choice right here. Luckily, that's not right. That's like that's not in volume one. So we haven't gotten to that yet. Oh my god. But oh yeah, no, trust me, they talk all about how uh how sexually confident she is. Oh, that's what it is. Yep. How do how do they even approach that subject? Oh, let's see. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. I was like, oh god, I gotta find it. Hold on. It's in like the very beginning. It's like if uh, like uh chapter it's in chapter two, basically. Um they're gonna start calling unit one super evangelion and no none of the pilots like it oh okay cool 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 just because you know it's upgraded and so masao said well i thought we, that's what you're supposed to do you call it you take something you call it super and i swear <laughs> to god if they, it's like that's what they think of their series but yeah it's like yeah basically so it's masato toji sorry shinji and oscar all kind of just you know in the room it's like, where was it? And, and you know, Asuka's saying, oh, it's perfect. And the reason she thinks it's perfect is because eh, the, the boys hate it. It's like, and then Toji Jowderfinger said, shut up, try developing your brain for a chance instead of your chest. And then her, her response is, hmm, well, there, where's your brain, huh? Did you leave in your old arms and legs? And then she thrust her body forward so that Toji's extended finger was a hair's breadth away from touching the swell of her tank top. And yeah, there you go. That's all you really need to know for most of the character development of Asuka in this. Okay. <sighs> Sorry if that was a little too fast. No, 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 no. It's perfect. It's just, it's insane to me that they took such an integral part of this character from the original show because like one of Asuka's things was that she saw sexual relations as a stepping stone towards adulthood and, you know, very grappling with that, trying to understand sex, sex and sexuality at such a young age. You know, something that you see very clearly at the beginning of episode 22 when she's basically throwing herself Kaji's way. And instead of examining it and being like, you know, this is wrong because this, 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 someone out there was like, yeah, what if we gave her exactly what she wanted? Yeah, and of course it it like of course like you know same chapter it uh, it ogles about oh look you know she's developed and all the and uh, all the ways yeah here's why it has heels uh when she walked by red hair bouncing hips swaying utterly <laughs> self assured anyone might turn their head and wonder is she a model but the more is like, that really that, yeah like yeah she confidence has grown. Yeah, and I guess her quote is, I won't be careless, not with my missions or in my day-to-day -day life. And again, that's what, it, it. look, that's her, that's the definition of growth for her character. And that's it. She's just like a character that's called Asuka, who's, you know, good at piloting. And, but she's, again, playing second fiddle as Shinji, so that she's just not complaining about it. Which, again, it's Asuka. I'm going to send a photo in the Twitter chat of yeah. what Asuka's Ava looks like. Because it is honestly hilarious. It doesn't even oh look like an Oh my god! 
it looks it looks like oh looks like, my. like bayonetta <laughs> yeah yeah it looks exactly like that holy shit why for the record <laughs> that is not what that's not what it looks like yet that's right. gonna come later but at least like in terms of volume one right now it looks like an a it looks like an ava unit one without the horn painted red like it doesn't have two eyes anymore and she even remarks god i wish i it had two eyes dude but, but yeah the it's insane that it even gets to this point, you know, because I'm looking at it right now and it looks like what if a Sailor Moon villain was edgier, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's again, that's kind of the direction you can almost see in volume one. Her character is her character like is like whenever they bring up the Ava's kind of changing and stuff and it like Asuka's always kind of like is kind of wondering here and there like hey well what's mine gonna look like and even talks about how her Ava is looking more feminine granted it hasn't you know it doesn't have a thong yet like in the picture <laughs> or whatever the frick's going on there but it's like yeah it and doesn't have high heels but it's it's becoming but well, you can definitely tell it's becoming more and more feminine they, they explicitly bring that detail up a few times really and yeah it's eh. Eh. <laughs> the disappointment yeah, I mean, like, in your voice is like chef's kiss i mean yeah like i like i can't even really be even angry at this because again the artwork does the artwork actually says more than the book and like I know, you know, picture worth a thousand words, but we have two over two hundred pages in this uh, in this first volume. You'd think we could at least get something. Yeah, it's hard for me to be angry at this too, because it's almost like, especially since it's non-canon, so or at least to the normal Ava timeline. But yeah, it's almost like I don't even know what a good example is. It's almost like it's almost like in comics, you know, where they have like those what if or Elseworld stories, and they yeah. just do the craziest shit. Like, that's what this feels like. <laughs> so it's just, like, coming off as that. It's not just like, well, what if we did crazy things? It, don't, it is the author's attempt to continue the story, which makes it funny. Yeah, it's, and like, yeah, and I, I definitely have to back up Selena, even just with the story itself. There's, there's like, and I'll kind of go in, it's like, I, I guess I might as well kind of hint a bit more with the pacing. It's a lot of things happen, but a lot of things really don't. And that also includes with the characters. They don't really grow or is like or really try to like be anything other than what they were initially made to be wow. shinji has yeah shinji has an attempt at a really like, like having where you literally don't have a heart anymore should be something that's like the focus of the story for a character yeah that and knowing that you're now tied with your ava but it's it's more almost more used just so that way so that way the ava can do more sciencey garble MacGuffins. that's it that was our first introduction to the new avas was that he was using the at field in a way everyone thought was impossible because of course i'm like astounded still that with such an interesting premise such a pop you know the frustrating thing about what you guys are telling me is that you know even if we want to take this as a, a haha look at this ava fan fiction stuff you know it is a story with potential it might not be my personal favorite type of storytelling, but I can definitely see the appeal for other people. So I have to ask, what makes this fail spectacularly? Because when I asked on Twitter, what's the worst 
light novel, almost unanimously, a lot of people said anima. So where where does it fumble the bag? Where where does it fail? I think it's just due to the hype of it all. Like it's it's like oh god, I'm, like there is a there's a good example that's like right in front of my mind, but I cannot figure it out. But yeah, it's it's that it's so like there's it looks like there's so much effort into it, and it look and there's just so much about it. Like it got hyped up because like look, that's the pictures that we're looking at. And for those of you who can't see it, you know, it's we'll just, put it in a Twitter thread when the yeah, episode's out. Like, but yeah, as a, for those of you who see it, like in technicality speaking, they're really well drawn. Yeah. What they drew is questionable, but still like, and like, that's the weird part. When you like look at a lot of this, you're like, there's so much effort into this. But then when you read it, it's like, I can't, again, I can't be mad at it because there's nothing to really be mad about. It's it, like, it, like, even like during the first volume, there's like five, like about five, technically six fights that happen, and they almost happen in the same literal same day. And the characters just have no time to really rest, and that's kind of the biggest issue. It's so wrapped up in its own self importance and trying to show all these cool ideas and technology and like how the Avas have developed that there's no pace for everyone to just kind of like look at this one thing like uh shinji not having a heart like immediately once they calm the ava down there's another fight and like that just keeps happening over and over and over again it's like the world's about to end every 10 minutes just calm down (laughs) i feel like it fails because it's unnecessary i feel like it's almost it's because okay so like with the rebuilds, like obviously a lot of people think that they're maybe unnecessary, but I do feel like at the end of the day, there is some at least artistic worth out of them, almost like the I Star agree, Wars rebuilds. Yeah. Even if you yeah. don't like them, I think there's something there. They offer the conversation, you know, they they offer the opportunity to like expand on different topics. So right. like yeah. and I and as someone who actually who was like, yeah, I'm on the fence of I really I really just didn't like the rebels, but I do have I definitely agree with Selena. Yeah, yep. it has merit more definitely more so than this. So to me, this this feels like almost like the Star Wars sequels where it's just let's just continue the story, but let's do the same thing again. And it's just like, but it's worse because instead of bringing in new characters, it's just you know, it's just the same characters, so you can't really do anything with them, you know, because, like, shouldn't, like everyone's kind of had their their arc and, like, you know, their development throughout the series. So now it's just, like, well, now what do we do? So, and will we see what they do? They just m- mostly just action and stuff. And even that's kind of questionable because, like, it's it's as you said earlier, like, at the end of the series, like, let's pretend that the end of the series, episode 24, per se, because everything else is just battles and instrumentality, right? They haven't even completed their character arcs yet, in a way, because, uh, you know, everyone's very broken. Everyone's very damaged at this point. And when they all fuse together during instrumentality is where you kind of start to mend some wounds. But just because these wounds are mended doesn't mean they're healed completely. So that transition, that lack of development that Alex mentioned earlier, where that three-year gap, I feel like that's the story we should have gotten. Right, yeah. Like I said, it just feels very unnecessary. It just feels, I don't think there's any, like, worse media than than that's than something that's just, like, kind of regurgitated for the sake of it. Do you know what I mean? Yes, like I, I said, do, unfortunately. <laughs> like, you know, like I said, 
if if you think the rebuilds are bad, I totally get it. But at least you know you could see Anno and the rest of you know Studio Kara like trying to overcome their artistic like legacy. Yeah. But here is just some guy, which I think he maybe already worked on the original series. I think he may have been an he artist. Did. I can't, yeah, I can't. Yeah, remember. he was one of the big concept artists. Do not look him up, or if you do, look it up in a safe area with like filters on, please. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, um, that. Oh yeah. <laughs> It just it just feels I like, found yeah, that it out just the hard like way. Him, it just feels like him doing whatever. So it's just it just yeah, it just feels unnecessary. And yeah, and I guess and also just to actually really continue the point of like with the um with Anna kind of continue like how he's like how the rebuilds were him kind of overcoming that legacy. I have to really agree with that because I feel like they almost wanted to do something similar because they're taking, a, again, a lot of these concepts, like the, sci- the science fiction stuff about, a- like, that was introduced in Ava as kind of a plot point, like the S2 engines, and they are developing them. Like, to throw credit where it's due, yes, that, like, they're introducing new ideas. What could you do with this concept? They talk about how the S2, what that's something in quantum physics, and what it's saying is that, an S2 engine kind of captures gravitational energy because that's something they mentioned, but I'm not going to talk about how correct that is. Mm-hmm. In between, almost like a DNA helix, pretend that those that's like one of them is your universe and, um, and gravity is going between them. The S2 engine is basically said like to act like a sail that captures some of that energy that's going between the helixes. And so that's now they're focusing on how the S2 engine really works because that's one of the problems that happened. And that like where the thing was threatening to blow up and they're kind of like, well, how do we deal with this? Like this is, you know, quantum physics come to life and we barely understand it. But to then prove Selena's point, that's the only thing that's Ava. It's just the technology, not Ava itself. It's not Shinji. It's like, it's not the characters, you know, the psychological part of it it's not really the thematic parts of it it's just the technology part it's and that's why i really have to think that yeah the, the agree that selena kind of drove the point home but yeah this is not this is not a continuation of the story like the rebuilds were because it's not about the story it's just about look at this thing that i looked up on wikipedia let me use it in a cool way yeah so it's 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 very bad fanfic and it's not even like fun fanfic or it's just like it's just yeah it's fanfic that's trying to come off as something as worthy i don't know how to put it as something like worthy of your time it's not just like oh let me just you know have fun reading this it's like no like take me seriously yeah god that's it's like yeah god it wants to be taken seriously so badly oh my god it's insane to me that whoever wrote this was like yeah let me take the techno babble aspect of ava and just do that because when you ask a lot of people what resonates to them about this show it is never the techno babble bullshit <laughs> it is oh. almost always the character driven stuff the techno babble stuff is there and it is important but it is not the driving force of the show yeah no it's there to like the techno babble is just there to be a a thing to be like okay look this is part of the plot this is the only aspect you need to know like s2 engine i think i forget where they said it but somewhere it was said that means super solenoid or celluloid i can never say it correctly Mm -hmm. 
Uh, but that's that has nothing to do with quantum physics. That's like a plastic. I'm just so, assuming yeah, a lot of stuff in Ava doesn't have to do with quantum physics in general. He's like, yeah, like there technically it does, but like it, you, it's all surface level to what the main story is. But this thing wants to be like, well, let's take this super in-depth look at you know all the all the technology like let's have the ava start you know start uh becoming more like the pilots what does that mean let's make it where you're now one with your ava but it's uh, again it's just to serve the plot have you guys all of this just reminds me uh have you guys ever read like a really bad literary novel yeah you know, yes. those, those big, important novels that try to take themselves too seriously and just end up being a boring mess. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what this sounds to me. Yeah. It had the opportunity to be something very engaging, to be something fun, even it like a lot of people have this conception that fun things have to be good. Some things sometimes fun things could just be fun. And this sounds like it's going for neither of those routes. It is not good. It is not fun. It is it, it just seems like this writer wrote whatever they liked the most about the show, which is why the like the cycle continues. Like it, it keeps recycling different parts of the show into the light novels. And that is just a very strange concept to me because I have seen people do like fan comics of what happens after or at least try to like write fan fiction of you know what happens after the whole world goes to shit and everything's red and there's a giant naked lady in the sky but at least some of them and i do say some with two asterisks involved because one time i read one that was really 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 bad i won't get into it at least some of them try to put some character work into it because, you know, most of us realize that the main driving force of the show is the character work, the character interactions, how they progress, or in a lot of cases, how they degress. So to take something so important from the show and just suck it off, that's that's certainly a choice. Yeah, I want to bring up something too, which I think, you know, you're talking about the characters being such an integral part of Ava and like it is, it is like, you know, the core, but I think something that is so important to the series is its visual presentation, you know, not only it just its surrealism that we see in the later episodes, but just, you know, the, you know, the shots of like the, the sunset and the silhouettes and the, the quiet moments. Yeah. Yeah. The power lines and all that stuff. So I feel like making Ava into like a book is just kind of weird because it's like you I lose agree. all that. Do you know what I mean? It's not like, I don't know, because like in the manga, it still kind of works because you still have, you know, you still have the original artist. But here it's just like you lose almost like half of its heart. You know, you lose a big part of what makes Ava Ava. Yeah. So it's a very interesting choice. <laughs> No, I completely agree because one of the go along. What, no, no, it's totally fine. And I completely agree because when you think of Evangelion, after thinking about the characters, you usually think about how beautiful it is because Evangelion is a beautiful show. Yeah, very beautiful. Very aesthetically pleasing to my eyes, especially when I'm baked. <laughs> it makes brain go brr. I bet. Hey, you know, whatever, whatever gets you through the day. <laughs> but 
you know, that is one of the things that I noticed uh, watching Ava for the first time. I was just struck by the vast uh, canvases that we would get mostly of, you know, the landscapes of Tokyo 3. Uh, episode 4, if I'm not mistaken, which is the one where Ch- Shinji just kind of bums around for a while. That episode yeah. is gorgeous to look at because you see a lot of different places in Tokyo 3 that you wouldn't normally get to see just because Shinji's, you know, avoiding responsibility and just hanging around Tokyo 3. Even to the point where when you get to that field and you realize that Kensuke's there staying at his little tent playing war, you don't yeah. really get that scenery again after that. Yeah, and it's like especially not in especially not in this, but like even like even then, like you have some what could have been sweet moments between characters, like you know, Ray and Shinji kind of just didn't quite talk that much. Like mostly because Shinji was kind of avoiding her and he even says uh the ray that goes rogue, the ray, uh, the fourth one, mm-hmm. right? She basically is, you know, starts fighting him, accusing him of, uh, of like, you know, hey, uh, like, start because she, she's starting to look more and more like his mother. So it's like, now you don't want to look at me and you've made this world, but like, you know, I don't like it. And it doesn't quite go into as much as it should, but and eventually, and obviously, he's forced to acknowledge that within like two chapters. And like they start trying to have like a genuine conversation. Like they're like trying to, or at least trying to start hanging out. But of course, every other chapter, there's a new fight and it can't happen because frick, man, there has to, you know, has to be an emergency every couple of chapters. It just sounds to me like whoever wrote this light novel is very attracted to the the aspects of the show that attracted the same type of dude bro crowd because like out of curiosity i i kind of like perused the evangelion reddit which i almost never do because reddit is a hellscape and a lot of people seem to be fans of anima there's there's like people contemplating on like oh I, i wish this would get the adaptation it deserves and i'm like what there's a dark karu that hates music in this <laughs> later on that's fine. no it will not it will never please never let that ever be something on screen a du- a you're dark- actually someone i found managed to find this on twitter while we were looking let me post it for you all because this is the actual scene that someone so graciously put up there's a Come dark on. karu who hates music oh my god that one that is like that hates lilin yes he hates music that's a for those of you listening. That's an actual line. It's like, yeah, it's a. There's a dark Karu. <laughs> <sighs> yo, yo, I'm I'm not even a Karu stand, but this might be my Joker moment. Like, what? <laughs> I, I got, I'm gonna I'm gonna dramatically read it. Okay, right. Karu's smile vanished. Shinji became uneasy. Right now, a me who is not me, a black being is gradually awakening. Being stared by Karu, Shinji's uneasiness began to swell. Even though he knew this was only his own imagination, Shinji still asked, Is it because we chose to exist individually? Karu nodded. He was smiling again. But it is not we, right? It was your choice. And indeed, that is one of the reasons. But... You are the most important person to me. I wouldn't give you up to him. That one hates linen. Yes, he hates music. Terrible. Yep. <laughs> a constant and ever-present reminder that, yeah, no, Anima... Okay, 
I have to say, I just have to say this real quick. Yes. So mm-hmm. going through so that thread that you put in the thing or whatever, I don't know if you guys scrolled up, but it literally says that Mari is made from cat DNA. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Oh, you okay, didn't read the, the other part where where it's uh where was it? Apparently they're supposed to be werewolves. Oh, that was what the that fuck? was fuck. Okay. <laughs> so that so that was so the guy who created this worked on the original TV series, and yes. When I think Anno maybe took a break from production for a little bit and he took over and he wanted EOE, the movie, to have werewolves and Asuka be a werewolf. <laughs> he is crazy. I think he's on drugs 24-7. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. So, folks, if there's, I hope that's the nail in the coffin if you ever want Anima to be animated. Like, if it is, it better not be by anyone taking it seriously. That and the, I don't think anyone could have the pace, uh, could handle the pacing. Like, again, I'm not kidding. Every few chapters, there's the world's about to end. I'm sorry. I'm still not over Dirk Haru. (laughs) None of us will ever be, but you know, that's just something we're going to have to live with. Point is, I, I, I am speechless because I kept reading down this thread, and at some point, it just says, Apparently, it goes full devil man lady. Asuka gives birth to Shinji. That's luckily that didn't happen here yet. So I'll tell you what what's going on with that. But <laughs> that's a th- like that's technically a that's a something I kind of remember. But like that's a quasi exaggerated way of saying it. But like okay. what happens? But yeah. So but it's, it's not still- literal. Not entirely, at least if not how I'm remembering it. I'll tell I might be wrong when I if I read the other ones. So like maybe my brain just chose not to remember it that way, but I'm pretty sure it's just in the uh in a different way. (laughs) Okay. You know what? Let's just stick to stuff we do know. Yeah. What's going on with uh kidnapped Kaji? (sighs) That I don't know about. Like that one isn't quite known yet, at least in um volume one do 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 but yeah she's uh, kaji still is kind of just like someone who died and they're you know they're lamenting that fact just because uh you know the, his guy like they mention his garden a lot like you know it keeps surviving like near apocalyptic scenarios happening to wherever it gets replanted mm-hmm. the thing seems to blow up but it survives so Yay. You know, that that is one thing that I did like about uh, the last rebuild film. The We get the implication that the little garden that Misato and Ritsuko have on the ship is thanks to Kaji's garden, right? Yeah, I think so. Because at I least wouldn't... that's adding something to, you know, the world and like adding something else, a layer to the conversation. What is the garden's purpose in Anima? The reason why the garden's there is just to remind you that there was a great character once, an emotional <laughs> character, and he's gonna be ruined in this series. Oh no! What they do? Body swap, buddy. No, no, that hurt. Okay, so, walk me through it. All right, so this hasn't happened in volume one, but basically, Keel, the main chairman guy, Asale, he's kind of taken over Kaji. I yeah, I remember this happening. Yep. You know what? I, I take it back. This is my Joker moment. This right here. Say why? <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, 
ask yourself, what man wouldn't want to be Kaji? Heck, even Shinji look, is trying to look like him. So, you know. I'm going to stare into the void for a second. <laughs> That's insane. So it's not even Kaji Kaji. It's like, it's Kaji's body. Much like the series, much like the actual Ava series, yeah, someone else is wearing the, the skin of some of a much of something much greater than themselves. How did he even do that? Oh, well, it hasn't been explained yet. So you're gonna alpha as I so and I I know I skimmed over that. Uh so I'll tell you when I find out. But mostly it's just tech, it's gonna be techno BS. I'm oh probably. Right. Of course. I should mention just so that way we know, uh the light novel does end on a bit of a cliffhanger. Really? Where, where you know, they realize that Hikari has also been kidnapped. And uh, Shinji starts first, starts hearing Karu's... Dark Karu. <laughs> no, I think it's it, it might be a uh, good Karu. Who's okay. still, you know, musical Karu. Because he's doing poetry. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, Hikari is, you know, in the enemy Ava. And that's where we last save off after... Like, oh, God, what is, what is this? This one's the, uh, they're, they blur together. I'm sorry. Hold on. Koji uh, also has uh, robot arms. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, they mentioned that, that Toji had robot arms. And here's the best part. When they tried to attach clone, uh, you know, like uh, natural arms, apparently the, there is, he still has an angel infestation, and the angel infestation almost took over the arm. Huh. Again, a great concept. It's barely explored. Yeah, because that was that. That's what I was gonna say. Like that. That idea doesn't sound bad. No, it's but... just never there. <sighs> so at least in volume one, I'm, I, I know they do something with it eventually. I, I cannot remember if it was. I don't. Think what, it was whatever anything. it is, the payoff cannot be good if everything else is to be the jumping point for me to like. But yeah, like I said, uh, like, and I kind of want to end a little bit, like at least my main tangent on mm. the thing with this, the pacing for this and why it definitely cannot be adapted to like animated form is that there's something happening every like two, again, I keep saying over and over again, every two chapters, there's always another fight. There's always something else going on. And like the pacing is just whiplash inducing just with the writing if it was an animated form like it would be like every two minutes there'd be a fight breaking out jesus it's just yeah like one of the most two most important things with the story is that you need good characters and you need good pacing and this has neither of them the characters are boring they they never really like ray number six like ray uh, I think it's a uh, sinks, uh, C I N Q, is what they start calling her. Uh, okay. Yeah, like she's the only one who kind of stays with ner- uh, you know, with the quote unquote good guys, like mm. our our team, and she starts kind of developing her own personality from Ray Three, which is good because the other two Rays have kind of just decided, ah, screw this. I, you know, you ain't paying me enough to watch over the Earth. But even then, like, it, like so far, it's just like they haven't really focused on it because there just hasn't been time, which you would think there would be. Like, they're just constantly fighting. That's it. Ray 6 barely leaves her Ava. She's just constantly in there. 
Oh my god. They get out out of it for like a little while, and then they're immediately having to go right back in to fight the next fight and go to the next scene. And it's always just constantly creeping up. Like they're like like in terms of just what's going on, there's you know, okay, now Sale is there's like now technically Sale, but we, we don't know it's them yet, are attacking. There's like now it was like in from space. Now we have to blow up the doom laser we put up there but you know the other avas aren't aren't too happy about that let's make it where asuka's ava is basically a centaur yes that's a thing in this one it's glorious (laughs) yes (laughs) that's that happens in this one she gets her centaur ava and it goes up to space to fight doom laser you know the doom laser trio what was the moment where you guys just went nope no more no, thank you. I kind of felt that way when I saw the Oscar. I, I only read about half of the first volume. And I was just like, like, you know, like Alex has been saying, the characters are pretty boring. So I was like, I don't even need to read this. And I know like all this weird shit is coming. And yeah, I just noped out because it was boring. And I didn't need to see all the weird stuff. What do you guys think it failed at being entertaining? Because that's that's the general impression I'm getting. It's just it's just boring. It's entertaining in the way to like because like to read that thread and see what all of the crazy stuff is about is entertaining. Just like think that some person made this, but I think it's it's just bad action. It's just yeah, and uh, it's just like Alex has been saying. It's just like the same fights over and over, but it's but they're bad. Like, and, when, and it doesn't help to, like I said, you know, you take away like the visual identity of the series. So it's just like, you're just like thinking the entire time, like these, like, why am I reading this when I could, it just kind of almost makes you feel like you want to go watch the show. Okay. Yeah. So it's just, it's just not fun. Like a little expanded to get again, a little bit more of why it's just boring, even in terms of fight choreography, there's cool things that the ideas that they have. The problem is, it's like, even in terms of just, like, in just terms of like how they write about it, they tell you it happened, it happens, and then we move on. It's like, yeah, and, like, there's a lot of cool stuff, like, where you read the way, like, if you read the wiki about it, you'd be like, oh, this happened in that fight? That sounds really cool. But, like, they don't really give you much time to visualize it. Like, even when they use, like, this, you know... Like, where Asuka, like, super, like, you know, like, instead of having to use an umbilical cord, she has, like, you know, for, like, the Ava's used to have, she has this giant input, like, plates for, like, to receive a bunch of energy being late shot with lasers to her. Mm-hmm. And when she's fighting one of the, well, when she fights the second angel carrier, that's what they call the mass-produced angel corpse things that are carrying little angels in them. When she's fighting the second one of those, and it gets trapped in like because they they use the uh you know the angel like the one that was like just a shadow that absorbed everybody or sorry that absorbed uh, Shinji yeah it had, yeah it had a mini one of those and it and it caught the lance like the artificial lance that she was trying to use to kill it and she had it supercharged and it's like she basically said told never hey take those five energy lasers and just and just break the charge panel so I can I have a supercharged attack and it sounded really cool. But I spend about as much time describing as the book did. And like, and even then, it's kind of moot 
because that's also when Shinji comes out and kind of saves the day. And like, yeah, she gets the finishing blow, like she gets the a good shot on it, but it, it's Shinji who saves the day and like defeats the thing with just punching its other shoulder. And I'm like, well, that was kind of anticlimactic. I yeah. thought the supercharge, yeah, I thought the supercharge thing was gonna be the focus of the fight. Like now, like, you know, really like there's no time spent on Asuka knowing her battery's about to die within a cut, like within less than a minute, because she just overshot her power source. It's Oh, here's the thing. Oh, that's Shinji going berserk. Oh, look, it's a, it was like, oh, here's an opening. Hiya. Now Shinji, finish it off, and he punches it, and then there. This just sounds like a like an example of awkwardly establishing a setup and then not delivering on the payoff. Yeah, like I know there's probably better technical terms I could use for the people listening, you know, for the people listening, but again like it's a lot of it's just very dry they're they're going about it in this in the way that you would talk about like how they talk about the you know techno babble stuff and yeah like and there is a, a cool scene where like maya now who's now in charge of engineering she's trying to prevent the core of the ava from exploding because you know god knows it could destroy all of reality for is all she knows and her and the other scientist teams are kind of working are working quickly that was probably that was still even after rereading it that was still the most memorable scene in this entire book and hmm. even then i wouldn't call it that dramatic but it was good because it was paced correctly like yeah. maya was kind of worrying they kind of have a solution yeah it got air dropped in out of nowhere but like her and the team are constantly like doing one step at a time figuring out how to solve this and yeah it gets solved within like a minute Hmm. it's like but still like there's worry she's kind of like she she there's setback they're like what the heck is going on maya rallies like are rallying them like look we need to do this let's get it done and it's like that was the best character and yes yeah, so in like in my my opinion volume one maya's the best character and she's barely seen again after like the first half but she was because that was of that really good moment but that was really the best moment and it wasn't that good maybe that's why she was the best character in this thing because she's barely in it yeah but mm -hmm. also because she's close to the techno babble that was why yeah it was where the author knew his stuff and so maya was really having to work with the intricacies of that techno babble whereas everyone else is just throwing it like a toy so, so yeah and like i said volume one as far as i can remember and you know yeah, like if we'd make this a little quasi series where we talk about this and I'll gladly do so like that moment was probably the best that the series really had unless you're reading it because you're like oh that's really stupid then you know there's other moments but this was the that was legitimately the best kind of moment there was and you could probably find someone else that has done something better in a Maya Ibiki focused fan fiction somewhere oh probably okay yeah. closing statements on anima like, honestly, uh... honestly, <laughs> if you're listening to this and you made it this far and you're interested in it, I would say read it just for the sheer, the sheer badness, just to see, just to believe what we're saying, because it <laughs> just, you, you know, you can say it, but reading it is believing it. Yeah, that's, what I, that's all I have to say. Is it worth slogging through what is apparently 
the very, very, very boring prose. Uh, in my opinion, look, but go try to find a, a fan fiction. There, I've read fan fictions that talk about the concept, of, like these concepts or similar ones in they do far better and do far greater with the characters. If you want to see what have a possibility of what happens after the series ends, go go read a, a go read a fan fiction. You, you will have far better entertainment. But if you're really interested in the things we, that we've talked about, just read the wiki. It's literally better than the book, in my opinion. Yeah, that that's a good. That's a good. That's a. You get a lot of the funny moments. I was I didn't bring up one of the funnier moments I saw about like a lightning snake. <laughs> um, so so yeah, just go read the wiki. That's not a bad idea. All right, you heard it here first, folks. Don't waste your time reading six volumes of Techno Babble. Just go read the wiki and share the highlights because apparently the highlights are the best part of this because every time someone talks about anima and they bring up a highlight it always sounds like the most bonkers shit i've ever heard in my life and here's the thing and i i don't know if i mentioned this earlier but one of the weirdly weird things about for example the ava design the asuka ava design is that if this were any other show or any other like property i would be into this design I like sexy designs. I'm I'm very slutty that way. But <laughs> knowing that this comes from Asuka, it changes the perception of how I'm viewing this design. And it's just, it's very yeah, I, odd. I feel like this person should have just created their own thing and just not attach the Ava name to it. I agree. I agree. I was just about to say, like, if this was an original, like, mecha series, it might be kind of fun just by because how sheer bonkers it is but because it's ava and you're just like this is just ava done terribly it's yeah it's not uh it's not fun yeah i again yeah i agree i feel like it is just like they're taking the ava name and trying to do what everyone else does and be like look it's ava that makes it worth it buy it for the fact that it's ava and even though they're trying to attach their name to it if this was another series again though but like i guess like the contrasting point is if this was a different series a lot of people probably wouldn't read it because it's not really worth reading. They just take the wiki and go with it and then yeah. make their own. You're probably right. Yes. That's there you go. Well, it's cool ideas, but man, they like if your story needs good characters and a decent and decent freaking pacing. A fucking men. I can always forget a flimsy plot. Is it if it has great characters, but I can't forgive a flimsy characters if it has a great plot, because what's the point of me getting invested in this plot if I'm not invested in the characters? And that's just me personally and how I consume media. Obviously, I like I don't speak for a majority and I can't speak for either of you guys, but I do think it is what most people's appeal is towards the original series and to see something that takes on the same name and refuses to follow any of the emotional beats is just kind of sad i agree and i guess also to as someone who is a nerd like i've read the second edition faces of fiends DD booklet like many many times as someone who even likes supplement stuff, it is also still boring. 
like I'm like I'm now I'm throwing this in at the last second, but it's like, look, it's also a boring supplement because it it introduces ideas, but it doesn't actually go that much into it, anyways. It's kind of the worst of both worlds. Yeah, no, you have every right to point that out because you know the thing about writing is that writing should always be at least on the most basic level entertaining entertaining and engaging because when you're reading this is a it's a very passive act you know it falls on you to imagine everything that's being said to you especially if it's a fiction but if what you're reading is boring and the images are hard to make up in your head or just the flow and the pace just does not have time to do so correctly what story are you imagining exactly and of course like selena mentioned earlier there's also the disadvantage that this is written in book form whereas you contrast it to the original series that's so artfully done and so beautifully you know crafted it just it just negative points all around Except yeah. Maya. Maya doesn't get negative points. <laughs> she, she stays firmly in the zero. <laughs> she doesn't get better, but she doesn't get worse. You know what? Hats off to you, Maya. You're the queen of volume one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think that wraps it up for today's episode. Uh, Alex, Selena, again, thank you so much for always being here whenever I need you guys for being a friend of the channel, for being a friend of the pod, ever being my friends personally. But I'm, I'm not going to get too sentimental about that on record. <laughs> so any closing statements or any shout outs that you want guys want to do or just free promo. This is your moment. This is your time to shine. Um, I just want to say thanks again for having me on. And I had a lot of fun. And if you want, you can follow me on Twitter at moon underscore dweller five same thing thank you i would do definitely want to say thank you for you know having me on thank you for both of you all for listening to me rant it's always a, uh, it's always better than screaming into the void <laughs> but and yeah it's like be creative have some fun and enjoy it's like and i guess uh merry christmas in january to all <laughs> happy, happy, happy holidays to everyone hopefully 2022 will be neutral at least because i had i hesitate to say it will be better i just want it to be neutral i want a break i am tired of living through historic moments i want to relax <laughs> so thank you everyone if you made it this far into the episode as always a quick little shout out to my editor who always makes these things listenable and bearable to you all if you want to support me having this editor you can always check out my patreon for the podcast that is patreon.com slash ava x lilith every single little dollar and cent that goes into that patreon goes directly to my editor's pocket so that's always cool if you can't support the podcast through the patreon you can always just follow us whoever it is on the co-host side of things or my own twitter uh we have at Ava X Lilith at Twitter. You'll find the links for a lot of hosts and you'll find the links for the rest of the episodes if this is your first time listening. So thank you all so much for being with us today. I hope you have a great night. I hope my co-hosts have a fantastic night and hopefully this year won't kick our asses too much. Bye! <laughs> <laughs>